Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 191, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Uh, let's go with Mackay Pfizer. It's courtesy of Ensign Jensen. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! All right, stop. Download the pod and listen. Miles is back with political tension. Cold brew. Grabs a hold of me tightly. Putting out shows both daily and nightly. The minute that we stop, yo, y'all know. I turn off my mic and I smoke. TD and Z, we like to talk about scandals. Loftus on stage, drinking mics by the handle. Jack in his in-law spare room, screaming like his brain is poisoned. Too much Zoom. Okay, <laughs> I, there's more verses, but I had to get that last part out because you are yeah. no longer in the spare room. Out. Shout out. They let me out. To Water Chestnut on the Discord or Walter Chestnut on the Twitters. I seize you, sir. Thank you for that uh, Vanilla Ice inspired AK. Who is that from? Water Chestnut. Oh, Water Chestnut. Dope. Walter. 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 I don't know. Aren't you? I think the person's like uh, works on ships or something from what I remember anecdotally oh, from right. my... my like my vault-like memory. Yeah, in the 17th century. They were yes. on a ship. And Walter <laughs> Yes, I have been... Uh, I'm out of the, the media closet. It's like the scene... I've just arrived at Hogwarts from my time living under the stairs in, in this Harry Potter analogy. Uh, Is I that actually, a good thing? Whether you go right, finally arrive? I'm not yeah, ignorant yeah, yeah. of what... I just You're know a wizard, he's... Harry. That's it's that part. Uh, nobody that told his... me that, but I've just decided that that this UFO report is my induction into the wizarding world of uh, aliens, space <laughs> spacecraft. No, they, it, even though I was an immediate cause, that was by decision. My my stay with my in laws was lovely. Although I was saying before we recorded, I did hear my mother in law say to my wife, and Jack's in his studio. <laughs> Uh, but i think she was just responding to the fact that it was a very humble you know approximation of it yeah uh, i like more that she's like just covered in rubies and diamonds (laughs) and she's like has her own like podcasting networks like and he's in his studio (laughs) yeah shouting into a can as you said (laughs) Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant and talented poet and podcaster behind the fascinating American Hysteria podcast, which takes a deep dive into the fantastical thinking and irrational fears of Americans through the lens of moral panics, urban Mm -hmm. legends, and conspiracy theories. Please welcome Chelsea Weber Smith! You know, I'm always happy to be here. I love you guys, so thank you. We're always so happy to see you. That's Uh, nice. I'm always thrilled when I look on the lineup, see that you are coming up, and then you happen to be here on the day after the release of the UFO report by the Pentagon. Very fun, yes. So as a skeptic, uh, I'm curious to hear, you know, what what your thoughts are or i won't say as a skeptic as somebody who specializes in you know american delusions right i call myself a flexible skeptic yeah i think that's huh. a nice term flex-tick. to get to get yeah 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 that i don't love really that work. as much yeah. uh, <laughs> sounds yeah. like hey like a failed toy <laughs> right had to repurpose a bunch like of a camping thing for like hey the flex stick well i'm sorry <laughs> what is it uh 
I never mind. It's not for it's not for kids. But I find it just as interesting to think about all these sightings from the perspective of if it is hysteria, like what does it say about us? Right. Definitely. Yeah. And we can talk a little about that because that happened in the 40s. And that's really interesting. Kind of our first big UFO. Yeah. I will say I'm not I'm not the person to ask if if like these things have been like perfectly explained by a skeptic. I'm not the person to ask because I just found out all the Roswell shit was apparently explained by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Air Force. (laughs) They dropped a report and they were like, yeah, no, that was like a spy balloon that we were working on. Like we told y'all that and uh, everybody laughed at us. Anyways, (laughs) we're going to get to that as well as we're going to talk about just the ongoing attempts to uh, woo American workers back into the workforce following the uh, pandemic. We are going to talk about uh, some loser named Miles. Uh, thinks he can save us from Trump. Hey, let me, uh, let me, hey, okay, that's a real aggressive way to, <laughs> Wait, to uh, give me a moment to explain how we can bring democracy back on track. <laughs> We're going to talk about some good news in the uh, vaccination game, uh, assuming you believe in vaccinations. We're going to talk about the Pentagon report, and uh, we will, of course, get to uh, Anna Hosnier's Anna's Streaming Corner. Streaming Corner. Uh, to talk about Starstruck and figure out what we're going to watch next. All of that, plenty more. But first, Chelsea, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? All right. So, Piss Profits. Have you guys ever uh, heard of Piss Profits? No, um, because no. you're going to like this. All right. Wait, so, oh, uh, is it's it, what it sounds like. Can you spell it first? Like a P-I-S-S. Yes. About urine. Piss. Okay. Profit. All right. Say less. Yeah. (laughs) So we did our most recent episode was called Gender Reveal Parties. So we really dove into, you know, all of the these uh, (laughs) (laughs) events that are causing wildfires and deaths and explosions. And uh, we wanted to to figure out why things had amped up to this level. So we on American Hysteria, we always try to go back to some, you know, very root moments and kind of show how things have always been the same. And so Right. The sonogram changed the game of of gender for babies. Right. Or, of course, biological sex. So before sonograms, it was pretty much all guessing. Right. Or, you know, in the Middle Ages, it was all about psychic types of folks coming and trying to determine biological sex because they people were always obsessed with kind of like the mystery of pregnancy. And that's what we kept coming back to in the episode because we wanted to go deeper than that it's fucked up and gender essentialist and all like we know that. So we wanted to figure out more about like what what is the history of this? And so in the Middle Ages, piss prophets and they were called this in the Middle Ages, which is wonderful. And so they had many different ways of kind of examining a woman's urine to try to figure out a if she was pregnant wow. and then b what the sex of the baby was. So they would do things like they would mix it with wine to like see how it interacted with the wine. Mm. They would, you know, smell it. They taste it. They would. One of the things they like to do was burn a ribbon that was soaked in urine to see if the woman gagged at the smell of the urine. Uh, they would like read the bubbles, which is what it sounds like. Their most successful <laughs> way of doing this is they would they would have the pregnant woman pee in um barley sprouts and a bag of wheat or sorry a bag of barley and a bag of wheat and whichever one sprouted first would determine the biological sex so anyway they 
were able to later kind of replicate this experiment in the you know second half of the 20th century. And it was true that in this study, women who were pregnant, it actually showed that whatever for whatever reason, they think maybe estrogen or something like the upped estrogen level actually did make these things sprout. So it is this really interesting, bizarre thing that I went down into of this world of how we once you know, we've just so obsessed with the sex of the baby. And and a lot of that we kind of found was because if you're living in a world where gender expression matches biological sex, like, you know, unfortunately it does in many ca- most cases in America, right. then actually like divining the gender of the child is going to kind of tell you, like you can divine their future a little bit. Because if you know, I'm going to have a boy, you can sort of, for the first time, imagine this baby's mm. life, right? So, right. I think it's really interesting. So, yeah, piss profits is my answer. This is the second time in less than twenty-four hours that somebody has extolled the virtues of dark ages piss science to me. Really? Um, yeah. Well, so the podcast. Yeah, wait, how was that uh, party you were at last night? <laughs> it was a little Were weird. You... <laughs> <laughs> so it was the last podcast on the left. I was just listening to this today. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. It's such a good series. It's so good. Yeah. So they're doing a series on the plague, the, the Black, Black Death. Death. And they opened the most recent episode with just looking at like the state of medical science at the time. And they it was interesting because they were like, actually, like, you know, we have this sense that they would just, you know, burn a baby bird and like based on the direction the smoke went, like that would tell you, you know, what the treatment should be. But they had like there was a famous experiment where like the Duke of some country or another in Europe tried to trick a piss prophet by using the urine of a pregnant woman and was like, yeah, this is my urine. What do you what do you see for me? And they were like, well, congratulations. You're going to give birth in a couple months. Such a good story. Yeah, which hopefully is true. I I, I, I believe mean, everything that I hear from the Dark Ages. Uh, yeah, everything part. from 1100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of it holds up. But um, yeah, it pissed science. And then, you know, it that's was really still popular. One of the things, yeah. W- and then astrology took over and that was it. And then right. Piss was so. Out. Yeah. Astrology and piss science were the two things that they used a lot of in the Middle Ages. And piss has held on. We still Is there a book piss called like, When Piss Was King? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and they called it piss back then in the even the parlance of those so. times? Piss is this so. uh, one of these old? We still yeah, got piss, Yeah, I guess like piss, the word huh? fuck kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. got yeah. like a storied history. Fucking piss. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's piss. Yeah, fuck is a great like percussive word that is just like powerful in mm-hmm. your mouth no matter. And like piss. Piss. Yeah. Piss has very, the sound yeah. of piss. They're yeah, very, very Anglo-Saxon, just, fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking piss. <laughs> Something I love, too, is that I feel as I, I feel like this is true, that the piss prophets were sort of like a faux pas by the time astrology came. Like they were like, oh, those are really stupid people who are superstitious. And we are the real scientists because we're right, studying right. the planet, you know, and it's right. just uh, it's weird to think about. That's yeah. my cousin Frank. He's just into piss play. I'm sorry. He's not going <laughs> to piss. He will, is he a he prophet? Over promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, But the thing that's blowing my mind is that they're like, let's try the experiment now. And yeah. those scientists have been like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Right. No. <laughs> right. 
mean, mean there must be something to it. I don't yeah. know. Or not. <laughs> well, the, you're, there's people still have such like, you know, because I remember like in the late 80s and stuff, people were talking about drinking their piss and shit. And people oh, still yeah. be trying to drink their pee and for all the uh, whatever. I don't know the properties. The yeah, piss properties no, I know what you're it. saying, Miles. And let me just stop you right there. Don't try it. I mm-hmm. I used that as an advertisement to be like, maybe I should give this thing a shot. It's not what it's advertised as at all. It's not as good well, as you th- you expect. Well, that's funny. Even though you you protest now, I when I asked you very directly, can you get sick from drinking your own? You're like, no, nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> and trust me, you can drink a lot. You can drink all sick. of it, dude. Actually, anyone in your family is safe. <laughs> can drink all of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we knew we wanted to have two kids, and we were, you know, really curious what our second baby's, you know, if it was going to be a boy or a girl. And we got so much, like, pseudoscience from people. Oh, yeah. There was, like, the number of folds in your current baby's thighs would tell you whether you're going to have a boy or a girl. There's, like, this entire... Dude, we have not moved chart. on from the Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah there's this entire chart that they're like, no, it's actually accurate, but it's like <laughs> based on like complete nonsense. And like, I have like multiple like learned people swear by it. Like, yeah, uh, you know, this, this looks and, like a chart of like antebellum antebellum physiognomy. Like, are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's spot on, spot on. My favorite was a baby nurse told us that she like held a medallion over our son and like let it spin a number of times and she was like this works every time you guys are gonna have a girl it works every time except sometimes it's the opposite no oh well that just means it doesn't work (laughs) wait and if it's if we're dealing in like brutal binaries then yeah (laughs) so sure sure, i guess oh man so i got one for you guys i got Uh one for you modern piss prophet sort of urban legend have you guys heard did anyone tell you about the Drano test? This is so no. fucking scary. So this is a really popular, like, I'm going to call it method of divination because that's how I think about these things. And basically, the woman pees in a bunch of Drano and you mix it together. And if it turns green, it's a girl. And if it's blue, it's a boy. And people do this and they should not do this. <laughs> it seems such. Oh yeah, it's like have yeah. a pregnant woman like combine urine with a, the harshest chemical and, and let's stand right. over it and just breathe it in and so we can <laughs> see the color. Yeah. Create new chem- new dangerous chemical compounds and then stand around. God. But it just shows that we like need these rituals and we are, we just want to know something about this right. infant's future. So, right. you know, it's not all horrible. It's just humans are fucking Can't we just like replace it with like this. happiness reveals? Yeah, wouldn't that <laughs> be this nice? This child will be wouldn't happy. Be nice? right. yeah. And then every time you say, yeah, and then everyone feels good. Right. Wouldn't yeah, I was going nice? to say that would suck if sometimes they were a bummer. They're like, this kid's yeah. going to be a fucking bummer. You got to just spice it up. You're like, oh, you rolled Damien. <laughs> and just no explosions in dry fields. Yeah, I was going to say you know? every single thing that we've discussed is better than like the modern. Yeah. Trend of please pee and up. Drano if you if instead yeah. you're going to like shoot an explosive. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, I mean, not a lot of times, but, you know, I think the current method of divination is usually like 90 something percent right, but it's not, it's not a hundred. And I've known people who like had everything painted and shit based on what they thought was going to happen. And then the baby was not what they were told. 
that's that's the universe letting you know don't be so rich. Don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't be weird. What is something you think is overrated, Chelsea? Well, you know, I'm not adjusting to post-pandemic life well, and I'm feeling very like seeing people is hard, even people yeah. that I, I love, you know? And so I'm feeling like, I don't actually think this, but my feeling is, you know, going out and seeing people and is is overrated. And I've become very much like an animal person, which is weird. I wasn't really like, <laughs> I love nature and everything, but now I'm like, I get all my drama from animals right so i go on i get up every morning and go on my special walk at seven o'clock and mm -hmm. i'm telling you it's like the other day i was at my my wetland and there was these you know a crow attacking a nest of eggs and just an oh. army of these little birds with red wings just the fucking fucking this crow up and you know the other day i saw an eagle on a football field, just tearing apart a seagull, right? Just oh. like eating a seagull, just ripping oh, its yeah. guts out. I saw it again, <laughs> like a couple weeks later. And I just feel like I'm getting a lot of um, what I need from, I saw some ospreys just diving and eating fish. You know, it's badass. And then I ID'd the sound that I didn't know what it was and it was a bullfrog. And, you know, I'm just like very happy there. And I right. feel like... The rest of my old life feels overrated yeah. when I can just like we're do this talking, thing that's yeah, so we're lovely. We're talking about and how to like get back into it yeah. and talking to people and just sort of like catching up and things like that and just being like, yeah, what's new? And you're like, oh, I saw the same eagle like eviscerate these seagulls. Right. right. <laughs> and like, okay, that's cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. okay. cool, cool, cool. I spent like a month and a half taking care of this abandoned rabbit that someone dropped off on Easter. You know how people do that they get a rabbit for easter and then they no. they oh yeah that's a big thing people will just get like a one day rabbit pet and then let it loose in a park and that's what happened to this gigantic rabbit and you know i formed this relationship with this rabbit and i would bring it water every day and finally it let me touch it like i worked up to it but now it disappeared so it might be it might yeah. have died the uh, eagle was probably so, ripping yeah. it to shreds well, it's a big field. rabbit it was a big fucking rabbit it didn't disappear but. right when you touched it right because that would have been fucking Oof. trippy yeah it was like when you touch <laughs> oh, a bird wow. and it Metaphor. can't survive yeah. after yeah no it's no follow it down a hole and <laughs> yeah two yeah. of the things i can vouch for in your story bullfrogs sound weird uh, weird like a Why? motor sound like? well in our we household uh it. so someone stepped on a bullfrog is what we uh, say after we fart yeah, but also yeah uh, my wife and i had a experience where we were like walking around this pond very late at night and we just kept going up and back, up and back because the frogs, like when you would walk within five feet of it would like go silent. Yeah. And you would walk away and they would just go back to like, Ur, yeah. Ur. like it was just like this really loud uh, mating season. And then one time we walked up to it and they all went silent. But then it was like one of the bullfrogs let out like a little tiny fart. It was like, <laughs> it was, uh, like, so they were all like holding their breath and one of them like couldn't do it and was like, yeah, like and you're like got your ass you're coming with me <laughs> you know frog too. law we don't need people right look at, the, look at all we have the aerial battles between birds of prey like crows and then like a whole like fleet of smaller birds like chasing the crow when it takes a baby are like yeah i mean that's what aerial battles in world war ii looked like they're like dive bombing and yeah. like just swooping in and out it's pretty wild so we can replace animals with everything yeah exactly yeah yeah that's the important right. thing to learn 
What is something that you think is underrated, Chelsea? Well, here's the opposite thing to what I just said, which is I can't stop paying attention to fucking Jake and Logan Paul's boxing careers. <laughs> if you paid any attention, it's not because I oh, yeah. support it. It's just I just never was into boxing. And I have to say they brought me in because I can't look away from just how fucking insane it is and how how it just seems so set up and I don't know. I've just really been enjoying it since I saw the first one I saw was the Thriller Fight Club, where it was like Snoop and Pete Davidson hosted it. Did you guys watch that? No, no. Oh, man, they were just rolling blunts the entire time. And it just seemed like totally set up. I don't know what it is about it, but I can't. I want to start boxing now. I don't know why. And I apologize to America for my interest and support, but I have not uh, paid pay-per-view. I have always illegally streamed. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to contribute to the new celebrity race no. wars. And then Aaron Carter. I couldn't created. look away from Aaron Carter's bouncy ass, like jumping around that guy. I'm sure you guys talked about that. Did you not? I don't think we did. I don't know if you yeah. did because I watched it. I got so it's bummed out. I didn't so tell anybody depressing, I saw it. Yo. I was it like, was so bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Did he I, win? Oh. Lose? Lamar Odom won. Lamar Odom. Oh, that's right. Lamar. He also Odom. had a good foot and a half on the kid. It was just yeah. like Lam- an like, insane choice. It's just. And then Logan gotta, Paul f- fought Floyd Mayweather. It's just. I can't look away from it. And, they figured uh, it out. They I don't know if I out. should say that it's maybe it's irresponsible to say that it's underrated, but I think I just needed to well, come out and tell someone. I don't I think we're not really talking about how much attention it captures and how and much maybe money that's is being made for something that isn't really of something to be interested in on the, no. the merit of sport. No, they're not good at boxing. I really think it's this like this black white binary that they like keep because he's not fighting other white guys like he's right. fighting. They're fighting, you know, Mayweather. Uh, I know he's like, he wants to fight Canelo. The he Lamar Odom Askin, versus Aaron. Which was Co- ridiculous. Right. But like that's, the, you know, an outlier. There's like yeah. these things that I think get a lot of people going too. And I think for me, I, I really watched that Mayweather. Fight. I was like, yo, beat his ass. Like, yeah, show him a exactly. lesson. And I'm like, that's why it wasn't, I want yeah. to see it. It wasn't too. for like, this will be a good boxing no. match. It's like, I hate this guy. It's just Better boxer, like, do your worst. It's just a cultural phenomenon that I can't. That's how I see it is just how is this happening and how and and just the audacity of Logan Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather yeah. and how they're all they're just all terrible. And yet they have, you know, and the right. one the one thing is Pete Davidson did go up to Jake Paul live because it's all live, which I love a live event. And, you know, he was just he just directly was like, yeah. So what about these sexual assault allegations against you? And they beeped it out. And Jake Paul just starts like being like, hey, man, don't like and, you know, it's just like. <laughs> I just felt like from start to finish, it was just this like completely insane cultural event. There were just so many musical guests and Snoop Dogg premiered his like super band (laughs) there. I was just I was just uh, someone was just like, you know, you should watch this. It's going to be weird. And uh, I had no no idea. So that's the other side of my personality right now. It's all uh, bird watching and uh, celebrity boxing Right. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have like middle ages on the brain. I'm just thinking it would be like if they kept teasing like this person that we all hate is going to get executed. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody exactly. Comes, but then they always escape and like they keep bringing it back and people are just like, well, I guess I got to go because if they do die, I really want to see them get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. Right. yeah. I also think it's underrated that 
like boxing to this point is so like people who are very good boxers cancel each other out and it can be pretty boring right. except for like the split second when somebody breaks through and knocks the other person out and then it's also like the specificity of like always having the same weight class fighting each other right. is something that like keeps it very evenly matched and just mismatching it is also like something that just is like throwing a, a live wire in the mix you, you have no idea what's going to happen it's just so weird looking to see, you know, because Logan Paul was so much taller than Mayweather. It's just a fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah he was like... It's just spectacle. gross. It's a, yeah. it's a big I, carnival. Yeah. Pay-per-view carnival. Yeah. And, I think, and they're yeah. making so much money. And that's right. the thing, I think, maybe that's what it is, is that I don't find many people, like people on the left or whatever, it's just kind of like, it's so mainstream that it just passes us by. And yet it's this like huge i mean people are making so much money and i think people might be throwing you know i think mayweather could have definitely knocked his ass out maybe you know maybe it's like oh you let him stay up for whatever you know um, yeah just, or maybe like hey we'll pay you more to like not fully destroy him yeah like so the longer this goes a, a someone else later yeah. on to say he survived but mayweather know. made like tens of millions of dollars off this yeah it's it's insane so cash the fuck out and i'm yeah. like well credit to him because he's like well i'm not oh, losing and yeah. i'll just i'll just play yeah. with this child in the ring and be yeah. smack him around a little bit and get my yeah. millions and why wouldn't you do that it's you know and then you'll yeah and it wasn't even a real match so there's literally no risk for him no stakes yeah, yeah no <laughs> stakes it's not gonna hurt his record not that that would ever be a possibility that his record would be hurt by logan paul but yeah and yeah. the fighting just seems like we're always just craving what's more close to our realities. Like, you yeah. know, I think that's why UFC had a huge, you know, it was thriving because it was like street fighting, yeah. but like skilled. And people were like, oh, shit, this is like, you know, I can do this. Boxing seems like an art. MMA, yeah. well, granted, it's a very elite sport is like, you know, that is more like, yeah, this reminds me of when you I would just fuck my little brother up and we're yep. just rolling around and just throwing each other around eventually i feel like the next pay-per-views are going to happen like in the like customer service line at a target and like right. that's what our new boxing <laughs> matches are probably yeah just, With, like, just straight up regular people filming. yeah like, yeah y'all checking yeah, in for that yeah. pay-per-view uh yeah. mark versus uh fucking jared like yeah. whatever they, yeah. like, who like are take your people? mask off <laughs> yeah. put your mask on you know like anti-mask shit you know, it's so real like, walmart Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I heard it, they're trying to organize a Fauci versus uh, what's that Tucker. guy's name? Yeah, <laughs> or something. Tucker Carlson. Uh, Ooh. grudge match. Tucker you Carlson that, would get knocked see, out, and that would do <laughs> fucking numbers. Oh, my you know God, what I mean? It, we it would again because our thing is you know it's the end of an empire, so we have nothing sure. but breads, bread and circuses like yep. the Romans right. did in gladiator fights. Yeah, that, yeah. Pretty soon it will be like Bill Barr versus <laughs> fucking John Legend. And like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Be like, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. And it'll uh, determine political choices, right? Yeah, 100 yeah. percent Yeah. To determine absolutely. if trans people will have their medical expenses covered. It's like these people and are they stakeholders? No. But this is where this is where the discourse has come to, y'all. It's Caitlyn Jenner and she just throws the the match, right? Right. So oh, that trans God. people get right taken like, away. What? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is bullshit. Yo, check Caitlyn's record, man. Caitlyn is running as a Republican governor. This is hold on, no, this, she shouldn't have gotten the ring. We should have we should have vetted these fighters before or the process of lawmaking. It's all fixed. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
And we're back. And uh, let's talk about the news. We're, we're still in America on a year, what is it, 300 of the, probably longer than that, of the experiment of whether cruelty is an effective motivational tool. <laughs> yeah. Still trying to figure that out. Yeah, yep. 400, I'd say. And let's see, what, what, what are we finding, Miles? I mean, look, we've talked, this has been a long, ongoing news story about how the mostly the Chamber of Commerce and the business owning class of Americans have been really funding this like message of like, we got to get people back to work. Uh, Also, these $300 stimulus checks that people are getting on top of their unemployment, making them lazy, rendering um, unexploitable workers. And we don't like that. So we need to figure out how we get these people back to work. Maybe what we can do is take their benefits away in the middle of a pandemic, because despite the vaccinations happening, we are still grappling with a pandemic. And the whole idea of cutting the checks has gained a lot of momentum. Like, you know, there are 26 states or so who have it on their books to either they have ended the the, the payments or, are go- or have created a sunset for it that will cut them off earlier. Again, with the idea that this will motivate people to go take jobs and work for sub subsistence wages, wages that will not even cover your basic necessities. So, yes. That experiment is not going well for the business owning class because now we're finding out that in a state like Missouri, where the benefits were cut off, I think on June 12th, they they had a bit like there was like a the New York Times sort of covered a job fair that happened in like the following week where people were like, oh, this is going to be great. We're probably going to be looking at pre pandemic numbers of people interested. They went to this job fair. Barely anyone showed up. And along with it, there's more research to say that uh, workforce development officials in that state have said they have seen virtually no uptick in applicants for jobs since the governor announced that the $300 supplemental check would be kiboshed, would be ended. And even like the online site Indeed, where people go to look for jobs, they found that in states that have abandoned this $300 check, the clicks on job postings were below the national wow. average. So it it almost goes to say that you're actually... This is having the opposite effect than thinking people are going to be so destitute and desperate that they're willing to then work for wages that are, you know, below what is necessary to live. Hmm. They're like, wow, starvation is going to be such a great motivator. Let's let's all let's get ready to. Yeah. People are going to big crowds. People are going to want to work at BB at the mall. Don't worry. (laughs) And Express and the limited two. Yeah, and, and the Delia's catalog, everybody's going back to work, but it's not happening. There's an, an economist that was in the New York Times had this very nice way of saying it, of what the situation is right now, saying, quote, one way you might define normal is when employers and workers have the same idea of what an appropriate package looks like for compensation. And then the issue is matching up the people with the jobs. Clearly, part of the problem now is that what employers and what workers think is out of whack. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. putting it lightly that's I think putting it real nicely i think that's so nice to say that when you like for example in missouri in the area where this job fair was happening you would need to be paying people at least 14 dollars an hour to sort of avoid total absolute poverty like to that's the minimum that's like the floor for someone to be able to have wages and be able to have, provide their own housing and things like that if you had a child that person would now need 30 dollars an hour Mm. So they talked to some people. Do we know the minimum the job- wage in Missouri? Huh? Do we know what the minimum wage is in Missouri? 
I can yeah. only imagine. I can imagine it's not close to $14 an hour. The Missouri minimum wage is eleven fifteen. All right. So it's just shy of it. And all so right. at this job fair, people were offering around $13, $14, barely nothing at 15 in terms of like minimum wage stuff. And they spoke to some people that were there. And this one woman said, if it's not even if it's not above $15, I'm wasting my time here. And this was someone who hadn't been working for a while, but they're Personally, they had arrived at a point to say, this is what I this is. I'm, I refuse to live a life where I have to take to a two hour bus ride when I if I had the wages for a car, I could get there in 25 minutes. Like it's this is adversely affecting my life. Oh, there's a lot of other theories around why people might not be coming back as quickly, too. And that answer is child care. Right. And that's a huge missing thing. You know, we're all seeing how all of these forces contribute to people whether it's their real them realizing their worth and not wanting to, you know, lay down for these terrible wages or just how like idiotic these business owners are in thinking like this is going to work. Right. Just turn the screws on them and on these human beings and then maybe they will come to the table. Um and they are. And you know, then say, "Oh, well we don't we're a business. We don't have enough money to pay that. That's going to destroy our business. And it's like, okay, then you don't get to have a business, too. Like, yeah. you don't get to have a business then. Right. That's not true. How much do you make? <laughs> exactly. That's not true <laughs> at all. That's not true. That is not true. It's that not true. line is so fucking tired to hear people say, well, then, you know, how am I supposed to run a business? Well, first of all, you fucked up because your whole business is predicated on exploiting someone's labor. So you pay them fuck all and you reap all the benefits of their yeah. labor. So you can have a, your little seed based on boat. human cruelty. You are a capitalist who exploits human cruelty at that point. I worked so at a particular you, yeah. startup and they that was always the line is, you know, they were paying they, they would admit openly to not paying me enough. I also was once told sorry, creatives just aren't respected in our industry, quote, which is a really great thing for your boss to say. Was but it a tech startup? It, mm, you know, you, when you sign something and they'll... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I was just curious about the industry because I It is eaten a, entertainment. Got it, okay. got it, got it. Got it. But yeah, and it was... <laughs> it was entertainment? Uh, and they were like, creatives aren't respected? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fuck? Um, yeah, and you know, okay. it was always like... Uh-huh. I'm just I was really just trying to get up Seattle so expensive, you know, just trying to eke up to that, like that line, you know, yeah. and and it was just like pulling teeth. And it was always like, you know, if like basically like your loyalty will pay off. Right. Like if you just like come no. with us and go, you know, and and then just like, of course, eventually you just get fucked over and nobody gives yeah. a fuck. Yeah. So it's yeah. real charming. I do want to issue a quick correction. Missouri's minimum wage will be eleven fifteen in twenty twenty two. As oh, of right fuck. now, it's still at ten thirty, and in twenty eighteen, it's on an upward trajectory. From in twenty eighteen, it was seven eighty five. This is what I was thinking. It still was somewhere around like yeah. eight nine. Yeah. Ugh. So eleven fifteen is like what they were like. Okay, and then we'll fix it by getting them to eleven fifteen, and to avoid starvation if you have a child it's 30 i know and i think what's really interesting is like just just to kind of underline all things because i always talk about the chamber of commerce because they represent you know most of the businesses and business owning class of people in the united states they're they, these are the same people who give quote unquote bipartisanship awards to Democrats that were actively against the $15 minimum wage, federal minimum wage. So mm -hmm. that's Kirsten Sinema. That's Josh Gottheimer. 
that's people like Joe Manchin, Henry Cuellar of Texas. These people, again, they're, this is how the, this is how all of this like sort of environment works, where you have an entire group that's in the ears of politicians saying, don't you fucking dare back something that is going to pay these workers more because that is going to fuck up people's bottom lines. And when they play ball, they're like, look at you. Thank you so much for being open to bipartisanship. Mm. Get fucked. Yeah, I get fucked. But anyway. Get fucked indeed. Let's yep. talk about this uh, <laughs> gentleman, Miles Taylor, who yeah. believes that he can save us from Trump. Uh, he yeah. has a new idea for 2024 <laughs> <laughs> that isn't new at all. No. So he's basically saying he this you might remember him as the op-ed anonymous uh, anonymous oh, op-ed yeah. person from the Trump administration who said how bad Trump was um, anonymously uh, while so continuing brave. to work for him. And he says that if Trump runs in 2024, he has a plan that in no way benefits him at all. His plan is he will run as an independent to split the votes. So all you have to do is vote for him for president. There and uh, he has saved us all selflessly. Because I can take some of the people of good conscience mm-hmm. with me. Okay. Yeah. Again, we saw this in 2016 with a guy that couldn't even win in his home state. Right. So it didn't work. And I think this whole idea that like, I can save it but not in the way that would guarantee me the most smoke, which is to be in the party and start being loud and trying to rip down this like tether to Donald Trump. I'll be the guy who like, I'll lure some other people away with maybe some Lincoln project money. And yeah, probably if anything, I'd most likely take people who are like Democrats or people who are registered Democrat who would may vote Republican. Yeah. I don't think it's going to, I don't think you're going to get much of the, these aren't Trump's the, the Republican Republicans. Yeah. Cause that party's not here no more. The person you're targeting is like the booker on CNN who thinks this is a good idea because right. they're like a big D Democrat or like a centrist and think that everybody thinks like yeah. that. He wants Biden to win then. Right. That's the idea is just like, right. That's his hey, I don't know. He, he doesn't just, want Trump to, doesn't want Trump he wants to win. Trump to lose. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Who hey, knows? you know, wink, wink. <laughs> hey, Coke brothers. Wink, wink, wink. Right. You know? yeah, I want Trump to lose. Wink, 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 wink. And that would be help. Wink, 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 wink. But yeah, this whole thing is so stupid. Stephen Robinson and Wonka just, you know, just pointing out like this Evan McMullen. We tried this. This this was 2016. It didn't work. It's not the point. And also the whole idea is there's not there's nothing that this party stands for anymore uh where like this like mystery person of the fed up republican is like in numbers big enough to sway anything a lot of people are like yeah i'm still here for the red meat racism i i still i still eat that so sure but good luck to you miles good luck to you cool godspeed I do think that the only chance we so like this appealing to the people of good consciousness is out of like that. That's just not going to happen. I was reading the story of how like Barr eventually came around to say there was no fraud in the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. It was like over lunch and he like said it through a mouth full of food and like offhandedly so like it was like his body didn't want to even let him admit it but mitch mcconnell had apparently been like lobbying him to come out and say this because he was like if i say it 
Trump is going to go like raised earth against the Senate race in Georgia. He's going to like totally fuck it up. It's like, Bill, Bill, you got you got to be the one. I, I think he literally said, I look around and you're the only one who can do it. And Bill Barr waited a month to do it. So here's that. What'd you say? It's like eating always, like you know, three whoppers stacked yeah, on top of each the other. The journalist who he was having lunch with was like was eating with him and was like, wait, sorry, what what did you just no. say? Could you repeat yourself, <laughs> Mr. Barr? <laughs> so th- this raised the first possibility I've seen of Trump not being the 2024 candidate for the Republicans. And it's just like internal fuckery by like you're starting to hear Republican Party officials be like, well, we can't like he just needs to disappear. And that's the only thing that's going to stop him from coming back and getting like the same number of votes he got last time is like internal like anti-democratic, basically, uh, yeah. Republican machinations, which in this case, I'm fine with. They don't want to. It's like they all look like someone who's dealing with a person like they, they're all enabling the base. Yes. You know, like if they're if they're addicted to Trump, they're enabling this addiction to his rhetoric by not being the truth talkers in the situation. Like even in this this back and forth, McConnell and Bill Barr, he was saying like, quote, you're in a better position to inject some reality into this situation. You are really the only one who can do it. It sounds like, Mitch McConnell, you're not willing to put yourself out there and also do that as well. Because for you, it's easier to be like, "Ah, I don't want to say they have a problem with this Trump stuff and it's it's getting out of hand now. But like, I certainly don't want and everyone wants to keep their hands off to the point that now it's a complete runaway train and they're still scratching their heads being like, well, maybe if we ignore him, it'll... Yeah. No. Yeah, the the mainstream media narrative seems to be that, like, we're beyond this and, like, everybody just wants Trump to go away. But, like, I think runaway train is, like, a great metaphor that we're, like, on a collision course with a number, another presidential election where he's going to have exactly as much, if not more, support than he did last time because... What's going to stop them? The Republican Party's not going to, no matter how much they, you know, think they want to or claim no. they want to. And the Democratic Party is not going to be able to stop them. So I mean, uh, clearly they're not. They're sitting on their fucking hands and yeah. being like, I don't know, Philip, I don't know. Yeah. So we're they, we're headed right back to where we came from. Do you guys uh, have a running mate guess divination? Mm. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, he, I don't know. It's weird because he, Ron DeSantis is out polling him in like these straw polls right now. Right. So which is interesting. But I think that's probably you know, provided by the campaign for Ron DeSantis. But yeah. And I'm so that's what I'm curious is like it would. I don't know the people. I mean, I guess Nikki Haley, like if if he's trying to seem like he can run a better campaign this time. But it I just seemed feel like, like she was yeah. into her own thing. But she's becoming just as extreme even though everyone's like no she's okay it's like yeah well, I don't know if you heard have you heard how she's been talking lately no what about marjorie do you guys oh think my. it would ever happen i think that would be more likely than another I think it could happen. like mike pence yeah. type where like he listened on listened to other people on mike pence and i think he thought that was a, a failure yeah i think he like I, I was saying he's gonna have as much support or more i think he's going to be more far more dangerous than he was the the first time around like during the election if he wins because he's through 
listening to people. Like he doesn't even listen to Ivanka anymore. Like he's now just in his uh, media cave, getting like creating paranoid fantasies. Right. Yeah, he's Scarface at the end. Yeah, he's Scarface at the end, but he has a very legitimate shot at winning presidency. So you have Scarface at the end running the country. It's, uh, you know, that's where... With a bowl full of cocaine in front of him. Yeah. You just offed your best friend. Well, and then you've got the mythos of him rising again, right? Which is really attractive, just as like a Christian narrative, right? Like he's he's being resurrected back and it's just going to be real... They're going to just how can it get turned up anymore? But it will. Yeah. I just want QAnon to go away. It makes my job really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Do they come at you? No, I mean, not. I don't read reviews, but yeah, I'm sure. Right. But right. just uh, I just uh, I don't know. It's I can't even watch like I try to watch. uh what is it? Uh, the newest conjuring, you know, and it's all about Satan worshipers and, you know, and it's like, you guys need to stop doing this. This is actually really irresponsible at this point. Like it's all about devil rituals and everything. And it's just, just reminds me of work. Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to watch it. Show some birds of prey ripping up a mouth. Yeah, please. (laughs) Something real. Yeah. (laughs) Real violence. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and let's do a, a little, little quick hit of good news. Yeah. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines uh, <laughs> may last a long time, yeah. longer than we uh, initially anticipated. So if, if you're one of these people who's waiting for the Liddy version, what if there's a lit version that lasts better? And Look, hey, you fuckwit, get, the va- get these mRNA vaccines. The studies are now showing that you may not need booster shots, that this the efficacy of them may last for a really long time. So I just want to read this one bit. Findings add to growing evidence that most people immunized with the mRNA vaccines, so that would be Pfizer and Moderna, may not need boosters so long as the virus and its variants do not evolve much beyond their current forms, which makes sense, which isn't guaranteed because right. life. But even better news, people who recovered from COVID-19 before being vaccinated may not need boosters even if the virus does make a significant transformation. So they're saying if you are someone who recovered from COVID and you got vaccinated, you're looking at even better outcomes from people who who weren't infected and just got vaccinated. That's because they've been looking at sort of immune cells and they say they recognize that the virus lie quiescent in the bone marrow for at least eight months after infection. And so-called memory B cells continue to mature and strengthen for at least a year after infection. Based on those findings, researchers suggested that immunity might last for years, possibly a lifetime in people who are infected and later vaccinated. But how long does the magnetism last is my question. Depends on how sticky your skin is. Let's say skeptical about the. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TBD, TBD. They're more Uh, concerned about. How long does Bill Gates get to listen to my thoughts, bro? Sorry, he's already been listening to them. Uh, spoiler alert spoiler <laughs> right. alert on all the surveillance yeah. state stuff it's all it's all look, happening look now. at your phone yeah but unfortunately if you got the j and j might not be as durable damn man. in the long term what it that's but they're obviously bullshit. still effective for the variants we have now it's just more like long long view saying if we're dealing with this kind of covid yeah it turns out the news is very promising that's great. I, I just feel bad yeah. for J&J, folks. Did you get J&J? No, you're... Which one did um, you get, Jack? I'm uh, Mackay Pfizer. 
McCarthy. Oh, that's right. Of course. How could I yeah, forget? Yeah. yeah Moderna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah. It, it just feels like I've, the J, the people who got J&J, like, I, I have a friend who got it. And then the next day they were like, we're not giving this out anymore. Uh, and like pulled it off the market for like a week. <laughs> no. And then now they're like, yeah, you're going to need another one of these bad boys. Sorry. Uh, it's just like all, it felt like cutting corners from the start because you only had to get one. And right. it was like slightly lower. And now it's just like nonstop. Yeah. But I mean, not to say this isn't to say that J&J is useless. It's just right. because of based course. on because it's not an mRNA vaccine, it's just operating differently. And so the long view right. is that and that was always the case. That's why the efficacy rates were higher for the mRNA vaccines than they were. Yeah. For and you can probably get that other vaccine, right? It's not like you get the J&J and you can't get. I don't know. No, that would be super fucked up. We're like, hey, man, it's like you got your. You're trying to download a Windows application onto a, a Mac OS <laughs> computer, right? That's it's not going to happen. <laughs> but you can't double up on like you can't just like keep getting vaccines until you get the one you want, right? Like, no, I no, know. I don't think. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking long term, like okay, yeah. gotta, you know, eventually, <laughs> eventually. Like, I tried them last week. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted really to get them like all. I didn't even get sick. Could we go hard on like couple Modernas and like just do a uh, you know a tasting menu? Can we, do, can we do like a swirl, like when you're a at sweet. the Froyo place? <laughs> or a graveyard soda, you know? Yeah, you exactly. Put all the sodas in one. Swamp water. Rink. Vax water. Graveyard sodas. I got AstraZeneca, Pfizer-BioNTech, Moderna, J&J, a couple weird ones. I didn't even hear it, but I don't really know how to pronounce them, but I got them. The Rick Carlisle is what I uh, think of with the graveyard. That he, as a as a grown man in his forties, still when he goes to a restaurant, orders a graveyard. Oof, um, how many times a year does that happen? Probably zero, actually, right. except for, for wherever he like is. Four yeah. servers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, sir. What? Yeah, uh, you're <laughs> not at a uh, pool concession stand. Do you understand that, right? <laughs> I said I I I know what I want. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this UFO report. I mean, in some ways, it's uneventful. They didn't explain shit. They explained one of the, uh, I think, you know, it was over 100 cases that they were looking at. They explained one as a deflating weather balloon. All the rest were not explained, and they specified, they called out 21 reports of 18 episodes that have no known explanation. Like, based on what they saw, they can't be explained but then they do go out of their way to say that like we definitely need more data you know some of the targeting cameras that were used are hard to read they're not things that we're used to seeing so it's not the bombshell that i feel like ufo enthusiasts were hoping for but you know they did give it the old college try for a couple months and they weren't able to explain really anything so it was a total of 143 reports gathered since 2004 remain unexplained. The assumption among the skeptics seems to be that there is some motivation for all of these reports to start popping, popping up at the same time, like the U.S. is so far and above enemy weapon capabilities that they need to create like a boogeyman to motivate increased like weapon spending. I, find I mean, we do like, that shit without going to right. the UFO file. <laughs> that, that we're like, brown that, people! Like, and you're like, ah! 
<laughs> that suggests that there's money. like some massive pushback on like weapon spending as of right now. Yeah, I'm 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 a skeptic enough in how the foreign policy works in this country to know like we don't need aliens to keep the money. Like that's yeah, I don't I don't think that's an, a necessary part of it. But go ahead. There's. I I just they still it's the number of them, the similarity between them and the fact that many of them have both eyewitness testimony, the weapons targeting cameras and radar. It's like that. That was the thing from the 60 Minutes report that like sticks with me is that they kept seeing this phenomenon on radar. They scrambled the jets out to go look at it. And then with their eyes, the fighter jet pilots saw this inexplicable like white tic tac that was like circling them so for that one it has to be a an explanation where the radar caused them to scramble these fighter jets and the fighter jet happened to be flown by two fighter pilots who wanted to create this hoax around like ufos so i mean it's possible for sure probably more possible than alien life forms like living amongst us but i don't know it it is at least not as open and shut as like the the skeptics rebuttals that i find least convincing are like one-off things where it's like it's just a weather balloon seen through this one camera it's like yeah but it was seen by radar a camera and then that explains uh, that instance right that one instance But it's also like the similarity between them. Are we saying that because one person said Tic Tac or there was this one video of the Tic Tac shaped thing that that's then influencing people? And then, Chelsea, from your kind of uh, the world of your podcast, I, I guess I find that just as interesting. Like what about our culture changed from wanting to believe in flying? So like if we're to assume that this is all bullshit or like a figment of the human imagination then what about our imagination changed so that we want it to be a tic-tac as opposed to (laughs) like a flying saucer i guess i couldn't answer that that maybe that has some like i mean (laughs) the book i read that one of the books i read that really influenced the show is actually carl young which uh, okay yeah just whatever problematic person but this and also also maybe full of shit really god just a very interesting person but he wrote a book about kind of like the psychology of the ufo hysteria i'm not i have no skin in this game in terms of are aliens real or not we were talking about this before but you know in an ever-expanding infinite universe i certainly have no problem imagining that we are not alone and that's about as far as i go into having like a real opinion but he was writing about the 40s and that was the first time that i mean these sightings were popping up all the time, all of a sudden, like boom, 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 all over the country. And it was right around the time that we were really fearing like a Nazi invasion, right? We were really fearing sort of an invasion from without coming into the country that we hadn't experienced. So it's just, uh, you can kind of, I don't know what would be now, like what the reason would be now, except that, you know, Tom DeLonge really led the uh, charge and finally got us to believe in aliens. Right. (laughs) Isn't that fucking weird that Tom DeLonge just like- lived his truth. He lived his truth because I think about being, you know, a 10 year old kid listening to Blink-182 or however old and and listening to that Aliens Exist song. And it's such a great anthem of a conspiracy theorist sort of being like, I don't want to believe this, but I think that it might be true. 
I don't know. I grew up with like my dad. Speaking of shapes of UFOs, my dad is somebody who is like has a million sort of whopper tales. You know, you can't really tell <laughs> if they're true. But this actually came up the other day because I had to attend a wedding with both my biological mother and that side of my family and my biological father and that side of the family, which is not like ideal. But um, they were able to have a nice conversation about my dad, this story he has of a UFO encounter, which was confirmed by her and she always believed it because he came back and he was so scared like shaking and really really freaked out so he was like driving his truck out to get beer after some party and he was with his friend jarshaw who calls me sheila and will not meet me and i have never met my dad's best friend and it's a whole thing but (laughs) he just calls me sheila it's he just it's like become a joke now like he's shy but now it's been 30 years so <laughs> it's just a joke now. Uh-oh. This is ir- you know you can Jar-Shaw. cut this part out. Jarshaw it's just such a good name. Yeah. I'll is it some therapy. Is Jarshaw like a combination of No, it's like a last a name. name. Oh, it's last. Oh, name. Yeah, it's it. just Jarshaw. Yeah. So yeah. they're cool. driving their truck in through the woods uh outside Olympia and they hit something just boom and you know slam on the brakes and they get out and see this orb like a silver orb and it just suddenly like rises up and just shoots off into the woods that's what they said they saw right and that's a story i was told my whole life growing up you know and so i i uh probably didn't happen you know like it sounds right. crazy but there's like you know there's two people who say it happened probably two drunk people yeah i don't know yeah. it's it's who, a weird who, story and best man. friends who got each other's backs like oh shit i hit yeah, this yeah, pole. yeah. And yo you got to get my back man let's say this fucking orb no came out. <laughs> we right. n- i will never know the truth right but right. you know that is like woven into the fabric of my dna is like this story and other it's alien still, types yeah. of stories and uh, i just have no idea but i think you know this circular thing is interesting because that's not something i'd heard a lot about of like it seems like a what like a men in black scenario or something like that but yeah, I don't I don't have a ton of thoughts. The only thing that we like to really disprove is that like reptilian aliens bred with humans to create like pedophile elites, you know? Like we don't want to we don't that's what right. we're trying to kind of debunk. Wait, but hold otherwise on. Go on. Yeah, like, wait, what? <laughs> compelling <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, they up, blink Chelsea. sideways, what? man. They blink sideways. <laughs> Here's a video of it. You um, said the suspect blinked two sets of eyes. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. One of them <laughs> <Men in> black, <laughs> raised up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two sets of eyelids. But, you know, so I I am scared of aliens. I don't really want to deal with it. It's definitely one of my biggest fears, which I don't really know why. I watched all... Remember, like, Fox caught on tape, you guys? I know you oh, do. Yeah. Like, UFOs caught on tape. It was such a huge thing in the 90s, too. And I don't know. I, I want to do a whole episode that, that traces yeah. this. Yeah. And so get back I to I wonder me what it awesome. offers people, like sort of philosophically yeah. for those that are believers and what is sort of anathema to the people who are like yeah. really aggressive about denying any other life existing out in the universe at all or yeah. the, the idea that yeah. we could be so ignorant about our own planet or life on this planet that it's just like protecting ourselves to be like, no, no no like that's we know everything there is to know we know everything there is to know we know it's like both are terrifying right like the existence or non-existence because if it's non-existence we're just floating in an infinite darkness yeah. with like no hope right yeah. <laughs> but if it's like there are Fair. aliens that might be scary but it's kind of like the illuminati right it's like okay maybe there's something up here that even if they're nefarious it shows me that there's like something controlling the chaos you know sure. i think so much stuff just comes back to like yeah. The anxiety of of not knowing and the anxiety of death. 
and all of those different right. things. And people yeah. just go in different directions depending on how they're raised. And uh, so we get this battle. I never really bought into it growing up. I wasn't even really interested in like time life stuff. I just like put that all in the category of like, I was more interested in like like the explanation for ancient aliens being like inherent white supremacy and like that they're just like well they couldn't have built these massive pyramids because they weren't white and it's like no there were civilizations that we just wiped out that right you are giving like way too short credit for this like spate of sightings and videos and like military i don't know there's just like a a sense that you hear among fighter pilots and, you know, who knows if they have their own motivation, but like this, this particular space just doesn't like the, no explanation has like quite sat right with me to this point. And usually when I'm like looking at history or like a story this much, I'm able to come up with like a working model of the event that fits within the version of the universe that, like my brain has formed in the background and like mm-hmm. this one just like still feels very unsettled to me. So that's why I, that's just like how my brain works. I'm like very interested in it until I can like kind of uh, explain it. And, I've jumped straight to bringing out the welcome wagon for the extraterrestrials. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just like, spare me, please. I was ignorant. <laughs> right. That worked well for those, uh, <laughs> that worked well for the, the revelers in uh, Independence Day. Yep. That's what I hey, meet me at that uh, first interstate bank building in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Welcome. they got up. Oh, yeah. the, they're opening the doors. It's Woo. like motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, I think you're. I think the way you're doing it, Jack, is good. It's like let's just. We don't know. We don't yeah, know. We, we, don't, don't we just know. don't know. Yeah. Just and not like knowing the is a report. great like place to sit in. You know, sometimes like we don't know. And so that opens up because if you say they're not real or they are real, then you're going to be processing all the data through your confirmation bias. So you're going to see all this evidence in one way, whereas like if you don't know, then you can like you just like absorb it and eventually maybe come to a conclusion. But I just don't think until we see if until we have any definitive proof how we're going to to say, I don't know, yes or no. Yeah. Like this is like as much as like I don't believe in ghosts i really didn't believe in ufos prior Mm -hmm. to this whole story and like doing research into it so it's i feel very stupid for believing in it but like it doesn't (laughs) sit right with me that i like how am open to it but uh that's where i'm at have you been to roswell before no the town no No, i'm like not that tight i'm not interested in that shit i know i drove through though on like a road trip and went there and it is just the tackiest most fantastic town it just like is not the town's not (laughs) doing well and they're completely (laughs) subsisting on like alien plastic alien toys made in china (laughs) that's just how they're getting by but the um the museum is very fun i will give the museum that i I like it when it's like it's so tacky it's like yeah you go it's like you're gonna you're gonna not believe in anything no i left go to roswell (laughs) yeah fuck it Mm." yeah Mm -mm, mm-mm mm-mm All right, and we are thrilled to be joined uh, in our fourth seat today by the super producer herself, super producer Anna Hosnier for Anna's Streaming Corner! What's that? Hi. (laughs) Hold on, my my cord is stuck to me and I'm I'm all wrapped up. I'm about to fall. Oh, did you get the vaccine? 
the yeah. vaccine? You might be, you no, might be I'm magnetized. Actually, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Didn't yeah. I not tell you? Yeah. Then it's probably no, not no. magnetizing I'm, I'm, uh, I'm mRNA all day. MRNA. MRNA. MRNA all day. There you go. So this week, we watched a show on HBO Max called Starstruck. Why don't you give us a description of why you recommended it? Well, I recommended it because Miles was like, have you seen this show? And I was like, no, I got to check it out. And then I loved it. So then I recommended it. So inadvertently, Miles recommended it, um, which goes no. against everything that Anna's streaming <laughs> Wait, corner hold, is. Okay, let's erase <laughs> that part. Like, people got to know the magic of this. I didn't even know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's, Miles, it's... the dude who's running for president against Trump? Or... No, no, no. Some oh, other oh, asshole this, who works Some other show. asshole. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I unfortunately I did not hear the majority of this episode, so I do not understand the reference. Uh, I apologize. That's what we I call know, a callback. Feel bad for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the show Starstruck. It stars comedian, writer, actor from New Zealand, Rose Matafeo, who is like an Edinburgh, you know, legend, if you will, a revelation, a legend. She, she. I had never seen her in anything. I don't think, but she's fucking. I mean, it's just like a tour de force. She's amazing. Yeah. So she she stars in Starstruck, and I believe she wrote it, you know, obviously, because it's hilarious. But it's about this New Zealander who lives in London, and she, like, you know, hooks up with a guy one night. Turns out, guy is huge movie action star. And then, you know, hilarity ensues. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun romp. It's only six episodes. It's really entertaining. It, it moves fast, but it's hilarious. And um, I'm excited to see Rose in more stuff now, now that she got this, like, you know, HBO Max show. Right. And uh, actually, I believe a um, comedy special now on HBO Max as well. Yeah, they were advertising it, right? I saw the mm -hmm. ad for it, like, when I was finishing watching Starstruck. And this is but, as yeah. good a vehicle for, like, making you want to watch the thing they're advertising. Because, like, she's so funny. And then the stand-up stuff that they show from her special really seems like she's just a a real live wire yeah and this looks so good i'm so excited to, it has a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes yeah it oh, does. Reading about oh, it. That's, that makes yeah this show has so much fucking heart though yeah. i really oh, like it because it's hilarious but it's really grounded like she's she's got her own shit she's dealing with and it's not just like oh no my life's perfect because i'm with this celebrity who has everything it's like she's really kind of embarrassed by it and is dealing like with her own idea about like what this celebrity is and who this person is in relation to her and the cast is like really like i'm not really familiar with a lot of the people in the show but i personally i have to shout out the co one of her co-stars emma cd who plays her roommate kate yeah her and best it friend is so has funny. so many good like one-liner just like performance things that are so subtle that they just were fucking killing me so yeah, I don't. What about Minnie Driver? How's she doing? I haven't seen her in a while. Is she only in like one episode? Yeah, she has she's very, really funny. Yeah, she has a brief role, but she is very funny. This it's is my a favorite great cameo. Yeah, this is my favorite genre of cameo when a like actor gets to come in and for fifteen minutes play the exact sort of Hollywood asshole who like they hate the most <laughs> in yeah. like the entertainment industry. So she comes in and just plays this inexplicable manager for for the actor and is very funny i mean yeah she's hilarious also the guy the action star is played by nikesh patel who 
I I didn't make the connection, but I've been following him on Twitter for a while, and he's like really funny on Twitter. So when I realized it was him, I was like, oh, like he just has a lot of jokes. He was in like a Doctor Who episode and there was just like, you know, a lot of like him getting confused for like another Indian guy actor who's like, I I don't know. He just he's really funny on Twitter and he talks a lot about being a person of color in the industry. And so I was actually like, oh, shit, it's that guy. I've only seen his profile. Literally, like he has a his photo is like a profile of him. Right. So like I it took me a while to make the connection. But then I when I did, I was like, yes, that guy, he's really good. So I hope to see more of both of them in upcoming yeah. comedies or even dramas. If you like if you like English comedies, you're going to love this. If you like if you like Kiwi people, you know, you're <laughs> Guy Montgomery fan. Rose Matafeo is bringing that energy uh, in her own great way. And also, like, if you just like a show that's if you like good writing. You're going to yeah. like this show because it's really well done in just six episodes. You really get a full on arc that. So it's like not often you watch a comedy show and then the episode ends and you're like, go, 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 fire up the next one, fire up the next mm-hmm. one. Fire. Like you don't want the sort of ride to end. So yeah. I'm getting some feel good vibes. Did you guys watch Feel Good? No, May Martin. Feel good. Oh, really? That's that sounds like the most like this show. Mae Martin is a comedian who also wrote a show and she is a Canadian living in England. And it's like recovering drug addict who's also like very non-binary and kind of struggling with that. But it is one of the funniest and most heartfelt shows. I I cannot recommend it enough. The trailer was kind of bad. So I slept on it a little and then somebody brought it to me. And so that will be my this feels like the continuation of that need that needs mm. to be fulfilled that that show opened. So yeah. thank you for that recommendation. I'm excited. There's, th- yeah, there's just also the ways that Rose Matafeo like just writes about relationships. It's yeah. so fucking honest and real that it's just like from, she has like this ex who she's not really that into, but like he's around and like he's so annoying, but it's like written in this way where you can kind of see how disarming like oh, yeah. exes <laughs> can kind of like <laughs> just kind of make their way back. And you're like, wait, what the fuck am I doing with you again? um yeah so i'm, I'm definitely rules. gonna have to check uh feel good out yeah just, just sure. off the strength of the title yep yeah i i think i actually did watch the trailer for this i gotta go now i know and that was an extra edition of chelsea slash anna's what is it called <laughs> streaming corner, streaming, well, streaming corner. <laughs> what do you got what's, what's the next one what do you what do you what are you lobbing up next time for us to dunk down from the from the recommendations should we all do feel good or you have did you have something in the chamber I know I was thinking of something and now I'm blanking. One thing I will say is that I'm going to be watching Army of the Dead at some point in the next week just because the Nielsen ratings that came out revealed that to be kind of a massive hit that a blockbuster's worth of people have watched. So I just want to watch that and kind of get a sense for like I why. watched it very passively just okay. because knowing that Tig Notaro wasn't acting with anyone on screen. And right. when you watch it like that, you're kind of like, this is amazing. <laughs> There's like a lot of parts they clearly just had to shoehorn Tig in. And like the acting's like happen like the way they would frame shots to make it seem like they were both there is very clever. But when you watch, you're like, ain't nobody there. Nobody in the scene with her. Uh not heard about this at all either. Oh yeah. Tig Notaro. uh, who did uh, who did Tig replace? Uh Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia, yeah. 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 So because of that shit that went down with Chris D'Elia and his uh, inappropriate connections with minors and things and other women, (sighs) they put Tig Notaro in. But like in the pandemic, like it had to be shot in the pandemic and it was just Tig on screen. Right. (laughs) Having Uh. to navigate that. Yeah. 
after the movie had been shot. Um, Anna, did it's you figure great. out what you want to? No, I honestly can't remember. I had something and I legitimately can't remember because I came up with it before I went and saw Fast and the Furious 9 and that's like all that's been on my it mind since. Everything. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't remember what I was watching. Yeah. yeah. Now um, all my critical theory is strictly F9 based. I don't know. Fast and Furious 9. I do feel like we also, that's a movie that I probably need to watch. I tried to talk myself into going last night, but. To go see Fast 9? Yeah. Did you see oh, it yet? Hell yeah. No, no. Yeah, we got to see that shit. It's a, a tour de force. Hey, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe uh, Miles will be at a random theater in the L.A. area, and we'll, we'll, I'll watch it. There you go. We can meet up. That would be dope. Right, it's lovely. I actually went to see it with Joelle Monique. Mm. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I was out of town, and our fucking Joelle, when she was on the other day, I was like, I want to go with you. We were talking yeah. about, we had a whole thing, and I was out of town, so I played myself, and I'll go also, by myself. engineer, editor, producer Justin was with me, hey. and Joelle. So I met Justin for the first time in person. IRL. Boy, That's we had nice. fun. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> we really did. I'm not joking. That movie is yeah. a wild ride. If, How was his sneaker know. game? His kick game bonkers? He actually wore beautiful sneakers. I pointed them out, oh. and he was like, they had some suede on them. I was just going to point out that there's been utter silence from Justin on this first time. Uh, he's denying. He really <laughs> he's just, yeah, he didn't even mention it. He hasn't wow. even, he's like, I don't know her. I'm like, what'd and, you do this weekend? He's like, I don't know. Hasn't and, even dropped in. <laughs> no, I don't know. He said nothing, man. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually like best friends now. We got matching tats. One day he'll admit it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> matching tats. All right, so we will be back tomorrow with what th this week's assignment is, but I will be watching that Netflix show, Army of the Dead. We were going to try and hit up F9 at some point this week to, uh, you know, be in touch with the zeitgeist because it's the biggest movie since uh, the last Star Wars dropped, uh, biggest opening weekend. Fast 9? Yeah. I will say it is a movie made strictly for people who love the fast and the furious like they were like okay write down every trope we've ever touched on oh, ever right. in this entire series now do that like multiply the emotion times a thousand and mm. the stunts have to go harder uh the right. we have to say family minimum eighty six thousand times right um, right that's and, what i look uh, for it's the dream and you know what yeah People will come back from the dead because if at, there's minimum at least six people don't come back from the dead from each Fast and the Furious movie, there's no movie. It's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. What's the For point? Sure. Has yeah. it reached so. scream level? Because I'm I'm not a Fast and Furious person. I have no hate and I sort of want to be one. So <laughs> I like feel jealousy right now. But has it reached like scream level where it's like eventually going to become self-conscious and self-aware and a parody oh. of itself? It has yes. reached that. Yes. Pitch. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, that makes me really. I will Fast say that is all first person perspective. Yeah, there is a character, <laughs> a beloved character who does start to point out that things are a little weird. How well, like they fine. just kind of <laughs> everything just works out. Yes. Tyrese, Tyrese? like because he's, he's always been doing like, that for like the past five movies. Right. He literally is just like, Wait, um, we're driving. And yeah. What is going like? Have you noticed we like don't die? <laughs> like, it's just like, what is going Physics on? Physics doesn't exist in our universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's like there's spinoff films where Tyrese's character is like dealing with his immortality. Yeah. And he's just trying to die a bunch of ways. Like he kind of is yeah. already. Yeah. Right. That's funny. 
Oh, see? New IP for y'all. There you go. Serve it well, up. Chelsea, uh, as always, such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you? Well, thanks, guys. It's always so great to be here. You guys, let's see. You can find me on Twitter, although I have been taking quite a Twitter break and my mental health is improving yeah. uh, markedly. But oh, yeah. I did it for you guys. I did lots of Twittering <laughs> this weekend for you guys. Oh, please don't. Please. Be. I never want to hear anyone's <laughs> on Twitter because of me. I'm like the same way. I'm like, huh, there's a relationship with my lack of use of social media and my anxiety going down. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's strange. But you can find me there at Amer Hysteria and on Instagram, which stresses me out considerably less, at American <laughs> Hysteria Podcast. And then you can find my show, American Hysteria, anywhere that you get your podcasts. But maybe some places you can't. But Ooh. I don't know. Probably hey. most places. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. I decided I would, um, what I woke up to about myself. How about that? We like those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I got here? I'm not going to say their name, but because it, it wasn't super nice. But so <laughs> it said at Amer Hysteria, all well and good, but nuclear doesn't contain the sound you anywhere in it. It's nuclear. And then they put the like pronunciation of it, you know, like the I don't know what you call it, but the phonetic pronunciation of it. Right. And then just said, please. Which um, I felt like was yeah. really a great way to wake up because I can't say the word nuclear. I say nuclear. I say it. And I've been working on it for years now for this show because that is the number one thing that people write to me about is you say the word nuclear wrong. And uh, I just wanted to share that tweet that I felt was really unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should just. Yeah, it's, it's crazy nice. how I do say that. And that like, is true of me always. So get fucking. Yeah, used get to fucking it. used to it. And like, let me go through your life's work and just like make sure you're pronouncing every word. Right. right? And uh, yeah, I just decided to end on a petty note. Why not? People get mad at me for saying a and an uh, at the wrong time. And oh, really? Is that I, yours? Trust me. In history. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I do it, like, randomly, I've noticed. And it's weird, but I'm also not going to, like, change my uh, train of thought to trying to address it. Just just trust that, like, when I write emails, I don't mix it up. Uh, it's just a fucking weird brain fart. And everybody can get fucked uh, who corrects me on that also. It's just like, yeah, just you look, you're saying, like, the great Homer Simpson when he joins the Navy. It's nuclear. <laughs> working on that nuclear sub. <laughs> it's hard when the president said it again and again and again yeah. and again. It gets driven into you, you know. It's funny because oh. as I was looking this up, I was like, which episode is that one where, Simpson, where Homer says it? It's the Navy one. But someone on Reddit on the Simpsons server said, I'm a big Simpsons fan, but never got the nuclear joke. Can someone explain it? <laughs> We're like, you are a true fan because you probably went, yeah, that's, if that's what Homer said. That's, what uh-huh. that's probably it. <laughs> Super producer Anna Hosnier, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? I just realized I I pronounce what is it? Nuclear? Nuclear. Yeah. It's not nuclear. <sighs> Are you one of me? <laughs> nuclear? Welcome. No, I nuclear. think I pronounce it but. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I, I honestly that. have no idea. When you were talking about that, I was like, I don't even know how I say that word. I have no memory of ever saying it. I refuse, to say it. I refuse to say it. <laughs> I refuse to say it. I don't not, know. I protest against it. Someone tweeted that they refuse to listen to my show anymore because of the way 
because like, words mean things. That's fine. Was, um, that's really curious. terrible that someone has right? the free will to not listen to something that's free for them. I know. Like, how, <laughs> how dare I, you know, yeah. <laughs> shake the foundations of... Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Thank I you. I don't like that. <laughs> Anna, do you, do you have a tweet you want to call out or... Um, yeah, um, first of all, I would like to shout out that photo of Virgil Abloh at Fashion Week, uh, with his brand new, like, sweatsuit. I'm, that photo gave me, I saw it all over Twitter. Jesus Mero tweeted it, like, me coming to brunch after that PPP loan comes through, (laughs) which I thought was funny. But also, it gives me so much anxiety because the pants are way too long and his shoes are untied. And I know that's like the cool yep. aesthetic, but it's like, come on, man. Like, is it worth tripping to be like cool as hell? I don't know. It's not worth it to me. It's like it's kind of yeah. dangerous. That's a flex because you're like, dude, I don't even have to pay attention to like walking. <laughs> that's the problem. To me. It's like <laughs> I can't get past that. I'm like, yeah, cool. You're wearing a suit made out of sweats. Great. It's a g- new girl joke. But like <laughs> I can't like. You gotta tie your shoes, man. It's not worth it. Like, just tie yeah. your shoes. Even if That's the pants a... are too long, just tie the shoes. It's He's not too going much on any working. escalators. You don't know that. We don't Can know. Can you imagine? That. That's how he dies. <laughs> he gets caught in an escalator and a bloodbath ensues. Oh God! I mean, you don't even need the escalator. You just step on the lace and you fall right down and you fall exactly. fast. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's no coming back because you also have those really long pants. You oh. don't know what's gonna happen. Oh God. Yeah. I can't find this picture. What what is he wearing? No, I can't either. I'll, I'll, here, I'll here. put it in the chat. It's yeah, I'll really, chat. It it's, really bad. It's quite upsetting. It's just you know that's fine, Virgil Abloh. You're you know what you do for look. You've had some terrible takes and your fashion. Yeah, whatever. I don't. It, to me, I'm like whatever. It's Louis Vuitton. It's high fashion. You know. Oh meets goodness. Nike. But he's but, bringing back the the Vuitton Air Force ones that people had to use to custom make in the early aughts. I think that's oh, yeah. been the biggest thing for the culture. Old Chugi geriatric hip-hop millennials have been looking at it like, yo, the Vuitton forces are back. That's cool. I'm, you know, I'm all about it. Do your thing. But uh, just tie your shoes, people. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth, like, literally losing your front teeth. You know how insurance works in this country. It's not for us. Okay, Insurance is is not for us. (laughs) This is reminding me, Anna, I know you must remember this, of the style of, like, girls in high school in, like, the, let's see, it was like the two early 2000s when the, the bell bottoms were so big and they would drag on the ground. Do you guys remember <laughs> yeah. this? Like it's Jinkos. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. They're like Jinko. Yeah. Yes. It's like high fashion the bell Jinkos. Bottoms. Yeah. yeah. And then they just rip apart. And if you yeah. live in Seattle, they're just soaking oh, yeah, up yeah, your yeah, thigh yeah. until. Just... Yeah. That's what I'm I mean, that was true for me. And I'm way older than you guys. Like that was that's always yeah. been a thing. Oh, like the chewed up back. Like the chewed up yeah. back. It would oh, rip yeah. apart oh, yeah. after a while. Yeah. yeah, and that's what oh, this yeah. is. I get it, but nobody becomes look. like a mop that's been in use for forty years. Like <laughs> right. by the end, yeah. I guess disgusting. that's what the flex is. That you're like these are you know probably like thousand dollar pants that I'll sweep the streets of Paris with because yeah. I don't give a mm. fuck. <laughs> right, because money's that's nothing. That's true. Just you know, be safe, everyone. Okay. If you Please can't afford that, <laughs> be safe, safe. Tie your shoes. My mother's like, you're not getting out of the car until you tie your shoes. Yeah. I'm like, but mom, the party's in there. So I don't give a f- you tie your shoes. You don't look like a fool. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance. If you like 90 Day Fiance and weed, that's where it's at. A tweet that I like. Two tweets. First one is from Elisa at Miss Thugger. Tweeted, 
I got to stop applying for everything on Indeed. I got an interview on Tuesday to be a pastor and I'm Muslim. <laughs> Yo, that's amazing. No one wants to work. <laughs> but I know, I know that vibe. I know that vibe. Uh, another one is Thomas at the Dank Engine tweeted: "Fun fact: Male honeybees die shortly after sex." Kind of going after our last Seinfeld talk. Its three stages of life are literally honey, nut, Cheerio. Oh. <laughs> that's nice. So that's so weird because I like to tweet by was yours by someone named Marvin. The display name was Thomas. So there's one from Marvin that's going around that is the same joke. But I, I wonder who spelled who. Oh, oh, what time? <laughs> Give me. Re, let me get the forensics on there. June twenty fourth <laughs> at eight oh eight. Oh no, this guy's an imposter, Ooh, a sabatucci. Two fifty nine on June twenty seventh. <laughs> That, oh. That's your dude is? Okay. Yeah. So, so I, this I, one I I got because so this dude Marvin MTN Facebook for Android tweeted, <laughs> male bees die after mating. That's basically their life. Honey nut Cheerio. And then like one person tweeted, holy shit. And someone retweeted, oh my fucking God, this website is free. And this is my favorite dad joke of all time. <laughs> so, and the dude looks like a real dad. Mm. So shout out to him. That's clever. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's nice. about right. Clever. Oh, that's clever. The tweet I've been enjoying, Daniel Spencer. Dan Spencer tweeted, I was hired to write a song for the new Fast and Furious movie, but I got fired after I sent in just the two of us with the words changed to Fast and Furious. <laughs> we can make it if we try. <laughs> it, that works, though. I, like I know. It. It'd be so good. You and I. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might want to check out. Miles, what song are we suggesting people ride into their day upon well you know my favorite band has a new album that came out over the weekend that's hiatus coyote their new album is called mood valiant and i want to shout out one of my one of the tracks on there that i like isn't one of the singles but one of the album cuts is called sparkle tape breakup and it's again these people are nasty on their instruments okay napalm the vocals from her are just we're gonna vaporize your eardrums when you listen to it and the production is really dope because this one feels like really kind of like boom bap hip-hop but they're playing everything and so it has a very nice organic feel so look this is hiatus coyote with sparkle tape breakup boom all right well the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. radio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to y'all then bye